When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everyone, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. Michael McQuaid here, joined by Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach. After well, week five of the NFL season, the Broncos fall to three and two with a defeat uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field, twenty-seven to nineteen. Before we talk about the result and what that means, delighted to welcome in Colin Cronin. Now, Colin, your squad casting in this evening is Fangio must go, and you're smiling when I say that. Uh, a very good evening to you. Yeah, good evening, Michael. Um, I think, uh, look, I could I could have had the Broncos need an owner because that's probably the the biggest issue. But um, the buck stops with the head coach, you know. Um, and 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 where where do you want to go? I mean, for twenty seventeen, um, we were averaging eighteen point one points a game, twenty sixth in the NFL. 2018, 20.6 points, 24th in the NFL. 2019, 17.6, 28th in the NFL. 2020, 20.2 points, 28th in the NFL. Currently, 2021, uh, after the first five games, we're averaging 20.4 points a game. We're 24th in the NFL. (laughs) Like, we are... We're just, we're boring. Like, it, you watch any of the national coverage, right? Peter King hasn't mentioned the Broncos in his good, um, you know, Football Morning in America column in weeks. You look at any national coverage, the Broncos just do not feature 
because it's it's not that we're even historically bad like the the Jags. We're just atrocious. We're just boring. There's there's nothing to it, and we we're in a division where like because uh, it's not even just the defensive mindedness, right? Brandon Staley is doing a phenomenal job with the Chargers. The Chargers might be alongside the Cowboys the most exciting team to to watch in the NFL right now. Um. We are anything but that, and I, I just think it's a, a bridge too far for for the head coach. There's look, there's plenty of blame to go around, and we'll get into that. But it just feels like Groundhog Day every time you watch this team, um, and it's it's just so frustrating. Um, I saw Justin Adams, who we've had on um, the the podcast in the past, talked about like it was, um, you know, uh, two steps forward and two steps back. It reminded me actually of a, a song from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, um, which was one step forward and two steps back. This type of dance can never last because um, that's what it, it it's we're not going anywhere. We are circling the drain. And unfortunately, that might continue until such time as we actually get an owner. Stuart, um, welcome in. How are you? Good, good. Good to see you guys. You survived London uh, just about by the <laughs> looks of the pair of you, which well, you're still here. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I agree with Colm. I think um, in the last, certainly last year, and, and, you know, even by extension this year, the last two weeks, it's incredible when you watch a Broncos game and then you switch over to, to one of the other games on Game Pass or on Red Zone or, or, you know, whatever game Sky is showing. There are times that it's like watching a different sport. Like, genuinely, it is. Like, I turned on the Chargers against the Browns after the, the Broncos game. I, I mean, it's, it's... Now, you could argue if you wanted to be a defensive purist that, you know, there's too many points being scored, but I'd watch that you know, any day of the week and twice on Sundays in comparison to the dross that we've been sort of subjected to for the last few years. And Columns figures about point score that we're averaging. You have to remember that 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 those numbers were inflated by playing three of the worst teams, if not the three worst teams in the NFL. So God only knows what that average is going to drop to now by week eight or week nine. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it's been it's been pretty poor. Our friend Adam Magnati, who was um, Ian St. Clair's right hand man on Mile High Report, uh, Mile Report last week on the podcast, was saying that he thinks that we might be the best of the bad teams in the NFL, as in you know just that that tier below playoff kind of in and around. Um, I don't even know if that's true anymore. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Adam, but looking at that yesterday, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but like we have been close against the Ravens and against the Steelers last night. We've been close to an absolute ass whooping both of those games, and for a variety of reasons, it didn't transpire. But I think there's a there's a forty burger on our schedule coming fairly soon. And I think it's going to be either the Chargers or the Browns because those guys look like they can score at will. And our much-vaunted defense that was given nicknames before the season starts, which we all know is a terrible idea, our, our defense has not lived up to the hype by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, you know, again, the secondary, which has got issues, um, pass rushes, non-ex... Like, the Steelers had... 
guys it was like street free agents i think there was young guys on that line they were like every team was injured at this stage malik reed got got a sack i don't think anybody else came close to to the least mobile quarterback in the nfl and big ben at the moment uh injured and uh, not playing well and yet yesterday he seemed like he had all the time in the world so we we've got a lot of problems um that three and zero start should have fooled nobody didn't fool any of us i don't think and uh we're now into the real sort of, you know, defecate or get off the pot territory, and that's that's coming pretty soon. I picked the Steelers a few days ago, not just on this podcast, but on different podcasts. And some of the messages I got on Twitter, on on, on WhatsApp, etc., was you know, how can you go against the Broncos? They were never winning this game. Like I never seen them win this game. Genuinely, I hear all this crap all week about Teddy Bridgewater coming back out of the, uh, coming out of the concussion protocol. The guy was that concussed that he had to come out of the game immediately the week before. He was never, I mean, unless he made some sort of miraculous recovery, he clearly wasn't at his best, right? That's fine. But the reality is, and let's, let's get it out there, boys, is he never showed up yesterday. They didn't. They were in second gear. They never got into third or fourth gear. The hotel situation's embarrassing. Um, I find it hard to believe that you couldn't book a hotel within a 40 or 50 mile radius of Pittsburgh and rent a bus. Um, there's plenty of towns. You know, look, all it takes is Google Maps. And hell, if you're really struggling, go to Cleveland and get a short flight down for the crack. Why not on, on a Sunday morning? The whole thing's a farce. Um, the situation with the hotel pissed me off, but but actually sitting in London on Sunday night at like eleven o'clock column and seeing seeing that the team had only arrived in Pittsburgh, I was going oh here, like this is like what's what's going on here? Like, I mean, where's the prep? Like, where who actually made that call? And all this like let's let's call what it is this whole whole wedding thing in Pittsburgh. Bull, bull. You're talking as if Pittsburgh's a, a small town or something with like four hotels. Plenty of accommodation around there. But look, anyway, the team didn't show up on Sunday. Only certain players showed up. And I, th- I think it's just, just just really disappointing, especially when I haven't got the tweet in front of me, but I've seen uh, Andrew Mason put a tweet out saying, you know, this was the sort of game that we had to win because if we beat, if we beat certain teams, in the, I guess, in the middle or in the mix, it would keep us within a, play- a playoff spot, even if we did lose to the bigger teams or, I guess, the more favoured teams. And... It's just very disappointing, but the, the manner of defeat for me is very disappointing. And this whole sort of, I don't know, the whole like, oh, we we came so close, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we didn't. We didn't win the game. And like For large periods of the game, we didn't even look like winning. I was sitting on a train watching the game last night and just, just seeing Twitter, like seeing what people were saying and stuff. I mean, we were nowhere near winning. People were calling for Fangio's head after the first quarter. One of the things I think that got lost in the wash as well, Michael, was um, when we started to make a, you know the, the 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 comeback that ended short. Um, the the turning point for me in that game was Najee Harris getting injured because up in that up until that moment, the Steelers were having their way with the Broncos. Um, him coming out injured, then suddenly you could see that they couldn't rely on running the ball, which they had rammed down our throats. Um, that seems to have been forgotten in this glorious comeback that fell agonizingly short, which has changed the narrative in the same way that 
the nasty Ravens running a play at the end of the game changed the narrative last week. Um, but, you know, you, we're not falling for that kind of stuff. And I, and I don't think people really, you know, if you go past the surface, you need to look at it, you know, what, what, there's far greater problems here that are beginning to manifest themselves now. Um, and I think that, that to me, was, I was interested to see if anybody picked him up, but nobody did that I could see. Najee Harris was a huge loss for them because he absolutely just destroyed us. Um, you know, last week we dared Teddy to beat us in the air. He did. This week we dared Pittsburgh to beat us on the ground, and they did. Um, and both of those teams had no form in, in, in that regard going into the game. The Steelers hadn't run the ball particularly well up until yesterday. They ran the ball really well yesterday. The Ravens hadn't thrown the ball particularly well. The Ravens absolutely dominated us in the air. So this, these are problems now that need to be fixed. What's your thoughts on that, Colin? Just in terms of in terms of what I said and what um, what Stuart said. You know, we haven't even mentioned the name Shermer yet. Well, look, um, Vic came in three years ago preaching uh, death by inches. Okay, um, alongside having a go at Von Miller. Um, but he also death by inches, and we got we get very excited when when pronouncements are made at, at press conferences. Like George Payton was held up as the greatest GM to ever grace the league because he was semi competent early on. We don't know what George Payton is going to be like as a GM. Like it's it's very early days. He's gotten some calls right. He's gotten some calls wrong. Um, but the the need to appoint immediately. Um, without even giving it a game, um, is uh, is worrisome. And look, death by inches. How do you, if the Broncos are sold in the morning, right? The minimum they're likely to be sold for is four billion. Potentially, it's probably realistically somewhere around six billion. A six billion dollar franchise can't find a hotel anywhere in Pennsylvania. Like, that's embarrassing. That is ridiculous. That is, I mean, talk about setting yourselves up. And then what happens on the very first offensive um, drive? Delay of game. Death by inches. Over and over and over and over and over and over again. It is painful. It's just, we're every, we find new ways new ways to, to do it. it. It's like being a Lions fan at times because you just watch the same, like you knew, you knew the Lions weren't going to win yesterday, right? You knew when the Vikings stepped up, even though the Vikings have the worst history in kicking, you knew because it was the Lions, right? That's just like watching the Broncos on offense. Oh, there's going to be a new way that we, we messed this up. Um, And yeah, there are things that you're just watching, like, you know, like, Vaughn in, in coverage getting absolutely, you know, burned by Chase Claypool. Now, look, Vaughn is an absolute trier, and so he ends up pushing Claypool out, but it's like, what, 40, 50 yards down the, the field? You're just watching these things kind of play out and, and just left scratching, you know, scratching your head. You know, like, there are so many baffling decisions about it around, like, you know, I, every time you, you you talk to fans, it's like, why did why did they make this decision? And you know, it's like, which 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 baffling decision are you talking about this week? Is it the decision that you know Noah Fant was the forgotten man? Is it a decision to go away from the run so quickly? Is it the decision to you know drop Vaughn into to to coverage in the way that it was done? Like you can design ways of doing it, but that wasn't a way to 
to go about it. Um, look, here here we are. It's it's three and two. The only like the only say like saving grace in in some ways is that the the upcoming schedule is you know so over the next say three games um, is is it eminently you know is is better than it would have been if you looked at the start of the, at the start of the season right um the 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 raiders the the browns and the washington football team um so that's the um that's one of the the, the saving graces because then then you've got the cowboys the chargers and the the chiefs so we have been very fortunate um in in terms of um the schedule this year and uh i think we equally cursed as blessed though because those opening three wins led to i think a, a false uh, sense of um that that this was a team going places so are we looking at the situation now are, are we just going to jump ahead because this is the pessimist in me already looking at the 9th of january so the 10th of january monday morning so well, okay like six o'clock our time fangio etc Good luck. Uh, it's just, it's it's just not good enough, you know. I think fans have been through the mill with this team over the last four and five years, and you know, if that does happen, it almost comes back to the whole Teddy thing. It's like, you know, is Peyton getting the free run here for a year? It certainly seems it because he has nothing to lose here because he's the guy now. Like, you know, he's like, yeah. Maybe he's walking in going, yeah, let's see what happens this year. The reality is the, the window is closed. The window has closed. Like, let, let's not cut the crop here, boys. But the window is closing for a lot of these players. Like, looking at Vaughn Miller, etc. right? So, why would you do that? Like, why would you set the team? Like, I mean, it's not as if we've set the team up to fail here. But if it's not working, try and fix it. Don't start covering over the cracks now. Like, I just don't get it, to be honest with you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, but I think, um, I, I think Peyton was, was right to do that. I don't think it would have been the wise choice to come in, you know, your first couple of weeks in the job and fire the incumbent head coach, even though, you know, he could have been well within his rights to. Um, I, I think, you know, in some ways, this season is, is, I don't, you know, I don't want to bore you, but you know, the Second World War, the cause of the Second World War, were the end of the First World War. You know, it all culminated with something like that. This season is is a is a, a culmination of Elway's failings in the draft, like four or five years ago. Um, so I do have a degree of sympathy for for Peyton, um, but I think he he gets a he gets a pass in the sense that I don't think it would have made sense for him to come in all guns blazing. I think that would have been the wrong thing to do. I think nobody would um, have an issue with them firing Fangio at the end of the season if they don't make the playoffs or if they don't, you know, we're, we're into, is nine and seven missing, sorry, nine and nine and eight missing the playoffs? You know, would you, 
would you keep him on? But I mean, to be to be honest with you, I think it goes a little bit past that because the re- the reality is, if we get into the playoffs, the minute we come up against a decent team, we're going to get absolutely rinsed. Like that's just the way it's going to be. Like nobody is imagining us going to Buffalo after having you know come through as a wild card and doing anything there. It's just not going to happen. So I would be surprised, Mick. I think we all kind of felt that Fangio was most likely not going to make it into next season. Um, don't forget, Bridgewater was his guy. He picked him. The whole thing was, oh, you, you got to give a guy time because he doesn't have a, have a quarterback. Well, he has his quarterback now. It was never any QB competition. Um, and I think there shouldn't be a surprise that Teddy's first three quarters were that. That's what he is. You know, he put up some, I mean, it was glorified garbage time stats. You know, I think we got excited for a minute or two and thought maybe they could have pulled us off. But, like, you look at the first three quarters. Look at Teddy's first half last week. Look at the first three quarters yesterday. I mean, if Locke did something like that, Locke would be would be hung up, you know. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, neither of these guys are good enough. Let's be honest. Um, and the best thing for the franchise probably will be for Fangio to get fired, and for them to do whatever it takes to go up and get the quarterback that they want to the top of the draft next year. Because you have to eventually, you're going to have to do that because we seem to have had this sort of uh, allergic reaction to doing what is required. People go, oh, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. These guys didn't fall out of trees. Do you know what I mean? you got to do this, Colin. I know you've been banging this drum for a long time. You find the guy you want, you go and get him, and you build your team around. That's what the NFL does now. Why do we, we seem to, Shermer, Vic, we seem to think it's 1984. We're winning 23 14 is 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 the way it's at like these there's big scores in the nfl every week now it's star wars stuff like look at the offense that the buccaneers have put together look at the offense the chargers have like this is you know you, you, you can we can hear about Vic being this defensive genius all you want but at the end of the day it doesn't seem to be holding up and other franchises and other teams seem to just be pulling clear of us. Like, we're getting left behind in the dust, you know? Like, we're no close. If anything, we're falling further and further away from these teams. Like, the Chiefs have regressed slightly. So you go, okay, can we can we catch up? Then you look at the Bills. You see what the Bills did to the Chiefs last night? The Bills had no quarterback until they dropped Josh Allen. I know that's a good friend of mine's a Bills fan. So he's been in QB purgatory for 20-odd years. But they got their guy, who we, of course, passed on. Um, but it needs a commitment. You know, they they, they had was it, uh, Terod Taylor was in charge, uh, was in situ there. He got injured, which, you know, seems to be maybe we should get Terod Taylor and draft a quarterback and maybe he gets injured and then suddenly we'll have our guy because that seems to be the quickest way to getting yourself a franchise QB. But you got to make the commitment. You got to do it. You got to decide. But what will happen is. We won't. We'll have all this nonsense about Aaron Rodgers is coming to Denver and, you know, we're going to keep all our money and we're not going to spend it on free agents and yada, yada, yada. We won't. We just seem to be incapable of doing what needs to be done. Sorry, and I've gone off on a mad tangent, but that's what I think is going to happen in that January morning. Sorry. You're grand. Don't worry. Don't worry. I will do my yearly or bi-yearly tradition of going to that game. And being in Denver for when the person's fired. Might sit outside Dove Valley and try and get into a press conference. Let's see if that happens. Um, just before we get our final points, I just wanted to say a couple of positive things. Seeing a good range of orange jerseys in, in Tottenham yesterday. Good, good luck of Broncos fans. I have to say, and a fair play to them. 
They weren't Bengals fans. They weren't Browns fans. They were Broncos fans. A lot of 18s, a lot of 15s. So uh, good to see. Have we any final points, boys, in this game before we move on and look at the game this weekend? Yeah, well, maybe not, not, not a, a little just around the whole situation, right? Because there seems to be this narrative out there that Broncos fans have no patience. And I don't buy that for a second because this is a franchise who put up with Trevor Simeon as the starting QB for two years. Like not one year, not like coming in as a backup, like starting QB for two years. That that the fans didn't burn Dove Valley to the ground is a testament to Broncos fans' patience for me, right? And this idea that we'd run, uh, Josh Allen wouldn't have got time, we'd, we'd run him out of town. No, we, we, we have never selected a QB in the top 10 in the draft, okay? Like our, our best ever QBs, John Elway and Peyton Manning. What, what do they have, have in common? Both went number one in the draft to someone else. And we ended up with them in di- in different ways, but that's where we ended up with them. And the fact that both both of those guys went on to be absolutely two of the greatest QBs that this league has ever seen, surely that should be telling to the Broncos that maybe you need to draft kind of you know a, a high, get your QB and ask yourself build around them. But no, we keep like talking about like projects or or trying this like. I mean, the the project QB is is so rare, and it again it doesn't tend to happen like further down. Like Aaron Rodgers, that situation is so well, different to unless you're an AFC West team, Colin. It's 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 rare. I mean, apart from the Broncos. But no, but the, the, Justin Herbert didn't say it. Justin Herbert never played. Justin Herbert had no preseason. Justin Herbert had no has ne- like had no off season last year. Justin Herbert, right? Um, he he has a, his eleventh career game with three hundred plus passing yards, right? Already twenty three years of age, right? and that he broke um Patrick Mahomes' record, right? Patrick Mahomes is tied with Dan Marino. Okay, Drew Locke had three games through his first two years with over three hundred yards. Teddy had five. So. It, but this problem goes so far beyond them. Like we've gone back on, on on where it is. So, look, I just think it's really unfair. This notion that Broncos fans would, would run some QB out of town. I think there is incredible patience, but I think you've got to get the right QB in. I hope that's what Peyton does because that's what the the Bills did. You you get your your hate your HC your OC, and then you get your QB that they want, and you build from there. Do you anything you want to add finally, Stuart, before we? Go to the Raiders game. No, I think I think Colin's bang on. I think you know we're singing from the same hymn sheet here. I just I'm just tired of retreads. And I mean, I think Teddy's a lovely guy, and I think he he's a painfully average quarterback who you know has some weapons around him now. But you know he's on five teams for a reason. I think Locke has has regressed terribly. Um, but we've been down this road. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Now maybe if we go up and get our guy. Um, that may not work either, but you keep going. You keep trying until you find him. Do you know what I mean? And it just seems to be, you know, Colin was saying there's patience among the fans, but they're just, it, it, it's just, there, there needs to be urgency from front office about this. You, you, you can't you can't win with this stuff. It just doesn't happen. Look at, our, look at our record since Manning retired. It's atrocious. And as Colin said earlier on, not only is it bad, it's dull. It's dull, you know? Um, and that, that's almost as bad a crime as losing is to lose by putting everybody to sleep. 
You know what I mean? I think te- the fans would rally around a young quarterback. They'd give him a bit of maybe the fact that Locke has flared out. Maybe the fact that Teddy is going to be who Teddy is. Maybe this is a great opportunity for a young quarterback to be coming into Denver now because it's just like I think everybody kind of goes this way isn't working. Um, let's go with the young guy. Let's go with our young guy and and, and just stand by him. You know, through the ups and downs, it's inevitably going to happen. I just I just hope that. Peyton pulls the trigger in the offseason. I really, I think we're all a little bit worn out by this now at this mm. stage. Teddy's just another version of all the other guys that have gone before him since Peyton retired. Uh, let's just wrap up this week's podcast with a look ahead to Sunday. Broncos playing the Raiders 9 uh, Ireland, UK time. Uh, Colm, start with you. Thoughts on the game and your pick also for the game this week. Broncos Raiders. Um, the. The Raiders are dealing with a, a, a situation of John Gruden's making and that's having a huge impact. And we saw Randy Moss, um, you know, speak on, on it yesterday. I, I, I think the, the Raiders or the NFL should take action. Um, I, I don't think Gruden can remain in situ there, but I think, as long as he does, the, the Raiders have a, a, a real issue. Um, I think that's what you, you saw against the, the, the Bears um, yesterday. Um, and for that reason, it's, it's similar. I, I genuinely thought we'd beat the Steelers because they had been so horrific on offense. Um, but we gave Najee Harris his first 100-yard on the ground um, game. Um, I, I feel that given the situation that the Raiders find themselves in, we should win it because they're understandably in disarray. Now, it's it's horrible that you're talking about a, a team because they're in disarray because of such a serious issue. Um, and it is a serious issue. And I really do think there needs to be um, a resolution on it. I think the only thing is, is he has to go. Um, but the game takes place next weekend. There's not going to be enough time for the the Raiders to resolve it. So we should bounce back and we should win that game next weekend. Yeah, Colin's making some good points there. It's a, it's a really awful situation. I think, you know, we need to be careful, I suppose, potentially what we say, but I didn't, I didn't think Gruden's attempts to kind of explain himself out of it was, was anything less than totally pathetic. I think sometimes you need to hold your hands up and go, yeah, I made a mistake and I'm sorry and I apologize. He didn't seem to be capable of doing that. Um, I have no idea who's going to win this game. I mean, you've got two teams that are three and two, neither of whom are particularly good. Um, I, the one thing that would, would worry me about the Raiders is that they have our, our Achilles heel on tap in Waller, uh, the tight end who has already put up Kelsey-like numbers against us in the times he's played us, and our safeties are are struggling despite Green Jackson, you know, making big hits and then following up with an absolutely dreadful play immediately afterwards. Um, so they have some weapons. They have Josh Jacobs as well, who's you know every bit as dangerous as Najee Harris is at the moment. I I don't know. I mean, Raiders Broncos games in Denver tend to kind of come down to the last sort of play of the game a lot of the time. Um, maybe Colin's right. I think the distractions that the Raiders have, have unfortunately um, been faced with over the last few days might be the thing that swings us in our favour. Um, but you, again, you, you really are now at the point where I think Tyler Columbus on, on his show yesterday said that if you go 4-1, and one, you've got an 80% chance of making the playoffs. You go 3-2, and two, it's down to 50-50. 
God only knows what it is if it's three and three after a three and zero start. I think you're, you're more or less dead and buried if we lose this game, to be honest with you. So this is another huge game. It's not even about making a statement. We had two opportunities to do that against the Steelers and the Ravens. This is about staying alive. So I, I don't know. I think we might we might sneak this um, just because of what Colin was saying with the distractions that the Raiders have got with Gruden. I agree with both of you. Like, obviously, well, you know, taking away whatever you boys have said, it's a must-win game. Ah, 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 staying alive. I mean, they have to win. Like, like in terms of the division, and in a situation where Kansas City find themselves at the minute, where they're dropping points, like, like hell, boys, like it's nuts. To potentially beat the Raiders in Denver, it could, it could turn around the season. It could, to an extent, and in the short term, it really could. It could give this team the confidence it needs. I think you're playing Raiders at the right time. Everything is going on. I'm going into detail about it, um, and I'm gonna. I'm going to pick the Broncos when I'm about to go. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I think Justin Simmons will play well, hopefully. And, yeah, I just hope we win. I think I would actually be really disappointed if we don't win this week because I think that this is a genuine opportunity to beat the Raiders and it's the right time to play them as well. Um, any final thoughts, boys, before we go? just wanted to get better <laughs> i just want to get better Stuart, anything to say with i mean I, I didn't even need to to talk about our old friend pat Shermer this week because i kind of feel like 30 minutes in Stuart, no Shermer talk at all we're uh we're kind of like a john the baptist like figures in regards to how far ahead of the curve we were with Shermer. suddenly everybody was piling on last night but that was yet another absolutely atrocious piece of do they even you, you kind of get into the stage and you're kind of going do they practice offense during the week you know what I mean it's like, <laughs> no, they, were, they were too busy walking to the hotel like, how do you have a false start in your first possession of the, how is that even remotely possible well, you know anyway look yeah no let, let, this is this yeah. is this really is a crossroads game now because if we if we don't win this game on the weekend, I think we're in serious trouble. If we do, we, we buy ourselves a little bit of breathing space with another couple of tough games coming up after that. So this could be end. This, is the, this is the season, I think, on the line next Sunday. One very, very quick point just on somewhat related to the Broncos and the difference between being head coach and, and DC. Vance Joseph is having the time of his life um, in Arizona. Uh, because he doesn't have the responsibility of being a head coach. Maybe someday he'll be, he will be able to take the job. I really don't know, but clearly it was too much too soon when he was yeah. here in, um, you know, with the with the Broncos. We saw that also with, with Josh McDaniel. Um, but it's it's a world of difference being a coordinator and strategizing in that way and being a head coach. Positive thoughts, Colin. Positive thoughts, and, and, and I agree with you. But do you know what? Just finally. At least we're not going to London, the Broncos. You know, that's, I'm joking. I'd lie, obviously, play the Raiders in London this week. Boys, got to go, but appreciate your time, appreciate your thoughts. So, you know, we're all picking the Broncos win this week. Hopefully going to go four and two in the season. Really appreciate everybody listening to this podcast. Interact with us at Michael underscore NFL, at Colin from Cork, C-O-R-K, and at Purple Heart T-C. Uh, lads, until next week, thanks a million. Go Broncos and enjoy week six in the NFL this weekend. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.